and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for Melbourne Cup Day 2020. I'm John Barker from Winning Post. Joining me as usual, Jackpot Joel Marshall and Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, we're the fine track good. And uh, after a long, bleak winter and early spring in Melbourne, something to get really excited about on Tuesday. Indeed, yeah, the track could be on fire on Tuesday. We're getting uh, plenty of warm weather down here in Melbourne, 28 degrees. I think they're tipping for Tuesday. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be different conditions to what we've had for a couple of the lead-ups, which is interesting. Obviously, Cox Plate Day, we saw a wet track. Caulfield Cup Day, we saw a wet track. So, interesting that we're going to be in diff- on different conditions on Tuesday. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a strong lineup of the Melbourne Cup. A um, couple of smaller fields earlier in the day, but as as always, I think you only need one winner on the day to come out another tough program. Yes, indeed. Well, mentioning the differing conditions, I think that is what has got me slightly worried about my top Melbourne Cup tip, probably at best on a softer kind of track. You'd imagine there'd be a fair bit of irrigation uh, happening. You don't want uh, you don't really want them breaking track records when you've got all these uh, very uh, how would you say, fragile type uh, European horses. Daniel, um, I've written in Winning Post and Best Bets Cup Specials this week that uh, this could be the year. We've said it before, of course, but this could be the year for the great Aidan O'Brien, the most successful racehorse trainer in the world to win his first Melbourne Cup. Do you think it is a Raider or a local who will be taking home the prize without spoiling your actual pick? Yeah, I, it, I've sort of given them equal chances, I guess. Um, I think the lo- I think the locals uh, do a pretty strong hand. The locally trained runners um, and a couple of locally bred runners as well. Uh, but the, the the Europeans will always always going to be have to be considered. And that uh, Aidan O'Brien, one of his horses anyway, um, that Tiger Moth with well, the four starts under his belt, obviously drawn poorly. But there's not not a lot, I guess, known about him. Only the four starts, but um, a big rap on him. And of course, Anthony Van Dyke ever ripping second in the Caulfield Cup. So he's got a good hand, and he's got his best chances. Um, yeah, as I said, to, to snare that elusive first Melbourne Cup. All righty. Well, even though it is one of my punting rules not to bet in any other race on Melbourne <coughs> Cup Day, we are going to take you right through. Uh, it's a rule that I never follow, by the way. I was going to say, have you ever stuck to that rule? We're going to take you right through the card at Flemington on Tuesday. And we do start with the Group 3. Race 1 is the Darley Maribyrnong Plate, uh, which is not usually on Cup Day, but uh, certainly makes for a more high-quality start to the day, I guess, than usual. And there's one... High-quality two-year-old that we know about in this race, Joel. Anyway, it's a thousand-metre Group Three, as I mentioned, at set weights, and they're all males, so they've all got fifty-eight. What did you? Where did you go here? I've gone with uh, one of the newcomers, number seven, Marine One, son of capitalist. Uh, the dam won a Merson Cooper at <clears> two, Golconda. She then went on to place in the Oaks, so she was uh, quite speedy early, and then went on to to perform later on over longer trips. This bloke won a jump out really impressively, a short course one at Caulfield. And then his next one at Corfu, he was given a very soft time and he finished off strongly. He was 550 into 290 in about the first hour of betting on last Friday. So early support, I'm following that in. Seven on top from one 
ingratiating, who was impressive on debut, couldn't have done much more, was 9 out to 12 there, so not fully expected, but obviously much more found in the betting here. 8 own the night has jumped out okay for Kieran Maher and David Eustace, whose two-year-olds are going well. And I think Fort Report, he's the improver. There was strong backing for him at Bendigo on debut. He struck a heavy nine. I think the dry trap will suit, and he'll be better for that experience. He might be the knockout. I'm seven from one, eight, and four. I think there's better races on the card to bet on. Um, like I'm with Ingradiatic, the one on top. They did it. Pretty easy in the end, really, um, on Zabu beating General Bow, who had obviously uh, won well prior down the straight. Um, so he's on top for me. Marine won the best of the newcomers. Yeah, that jump out uh, was a really good to you. And, and he, he's well-bred. Two, Finance Tycoon, um, second to General Bow at Flemington, of course, in Gradiating. Then came out and beat. And nine, Dosh, um, first starter for the Grand Big Stable. Um didn't mind her jump outs. One seven two nine. Uh, well, my fun fact for the Maribyrnong Plate two fun facts is uh, firstly no favourite, which ingratiating will be. No favourite has won since our Joan of Arc in two thousand and eight, and four of the past five winners have been first starters. So I've got history on side when I'm going. I'm going for the Philly. Uh, not the Philly. Uh, sorry, did uh, I say they were all the Philly? I said they were all Colts. I was wrong because I've actually tipped the Philly, which is uh, Dosh, uh, to beat ingratiating finance tycoon and another first starter in Own the Night. Nine, one, two, and eight. Second race on the card, also a black type race at Flemington. World horse racing, desirable stakes, 1,400 metres for three-year-old fillies at listed level, Joel. If, this, if my box first four gets up here, I'll be retiring because I've just come up with a lot of uh, roughies here all down the bottom. I know some of the others up the top have exposed form and look their chances, those Sydney Phillies, but uh, I've gone for a few on the up here. I've gone 12 Ripper Rita. I thought her debut run was very good at Pakenham. She did a bit of work from a wide gate, got outside the eventual winner, Way to Go Paula, who's here as well. And she just never stopped trying. I think Way to Go Paula looked like she was going to put a bit of a margin on her sort of at the 200, but she fought back. She's drawn well. I think she's got talent, this girl. So 12, Ripperita on top. 11, Aswart in for second. Bumped into Agreeable on debut, then won well on the synthetic at Pakenham before going for a break. Has been jumping out quite well. 10, way to go, Paula. If I like Ripperita, I have to fancy her. And 9, Van City Gem. Two wins over in Adelaide. Uh, been pretty good. Out of the former handy mare, Precious Gem. I thought she did a good job last time out. 1,050 to 1,300. It was only a benchmark 58, but it was older males. She jumped from the outside gate and did it well. So, look, I could probably back all four and make a profit, and that's what I might do. 12 on top from 11, 10, and 9. I'm with playing a little bit safer than Joel. Um, I'm with the Sydney Philly Joviality, who um, I liked. I gave a good chance to uh, in Sydney last start at 1,400 metres, and um, it's drawn wide there. And um, what we were undoing in the end, the winner Forbidden Love has come out and... <clears throat> Uh, run a really good race on Derby Day, running um, third in the, um, in the Group 1 and Mayor's race there. So the form's good, um, and I think she can... Um, she's deep into a prep, but she she's going well this time in, and I think she can add another win to her CV. Twain's Express is on the up. The helmet filly from the McArdle stable, uh, she was excellent in the Crockett Stakes on Cox Plate Day. She sat wide, floor wide, no cover, and 
just kept coming. Um, only just missing La Mexicana, who is a pretty handy type herself. They gapped the rest. Um, I think that those are clearly the two. Sally Pauline, the one. Um, better effort last start in the Crockett. She, um, Twain's Express probably has her measure based on that run, but at a bigger price, I think she can, um, you know, she can run her up. Yeah, put into wider exotics. And in for fourth, I have the nine, Van City Gem, who's impressed me. Two starts in South Australia, uh, much harder here, but um, she's done everything right there. And McAvoy goes on. Two, three, one, nine for me. Same exacta for me as Daniel Joviality to beat Twain's Express. Pride of Jenny for David Brian Oak and the connections of Princess Jenny for third and Sweet Reply for fourth, two, three, six and four. Race three at Flemington on Tuesday. Schweppe Vessens Plate, uh, 1,000 metres set weights and penalties for three-year-olds. Joel? This is tricky. Um yeah, there's no standout here, and there's a few coming off poor runs. I've gone with five Bixel on. I've got a bit of time for him. And I think he opened up just about outside of the field, $34. The debut run at sale was very good. There was strong support for him at a price there. Off some good jump outs. And he went to Caulfield, and he looked disappointing, but it was a day they weren't running on at all as, uh, as it transpired throughout the afternoon. So forgive run for that. thought his recent jump outs have been quite good. So I've lent his way. Had good odds to beat one hard landing. Was good winning first up. Next two at 1,200 in group company were poor. So back to 1,000 metres, back to this level. He can improve. Six, CRS, who won the maiden first up last prep. Performed quite well at the Valley after that. And then a forgive run in the Quisette. So this is a drop in class for her. And three, Ali Boom. Just always respect the jolly team, especially with Williams going aboard. Five on top for me from one, six and three. Um, I did find a standout here, and sort of for that fact, Joel outlined a few of these um, fitter horses just coming off a pretty poor last start um, run. I, I like Harlem Blues first up. The the Your Song Cold, I really liked his jump out at Flemington. Um, second there, a pretty handy one, and, and they race and that and they um, stopped the clock in quick time relative to the to the morning's heats. Um, his two wins last preparation came over a thousand and eleven hundred meters. Um, I think he's a pretty talented colt and um, a good bet in this, and he's seen some early support already. So the four, my best of the day in Melbourne. Uh, the one hard landing who, look, yeah, <clears throat> back in grade after contesting McNeil and the Dane Hill at his um, at his past at his past couple and back to a thousand meters as well. He's two from two there. Nine echoes in eternity. Um, the Michael Hickmont stable going pretty well um, in Adelaide, and this girl was. <clears throat> Pretty good, I thought, uh, first up behind Tradewind um, on Debut. Uh, I think she's got plenty of ability. And in for fourth, I have the two, Mr. Mister Moppet. Uh, four to beat one, nine, and two. Uh, I went for the Kyneton Philly CRS, number six, to beat Hard Landing, Harlem Blues, and Mr. Moppet, six, one, four, and two. Race four at Flemington on Tuesday is the Macca's Run which is uh, in line for, uh, I'm uh, thinking of a new segment for, for best horse, uh, best race name of the week. And this one would be in the running. There is a better one that I'll get to later on. But uh, the Macca's run, 2,800 metres. It uh, had a few names over the years. Was uh, I think that was the Lovata Long Black, where back when uh, NZ, owned by Winning Post editor Tony Kneebone, won it. And the trainer of NZ has a runner here that a few uh, are fancying after a, a big second in the 
local cut back in distance. And that's, I speak of Alison Bennett, friend of the pod with Monmouth. Um, however, Joel, what did you uh, like here in this uh, 2,800 metre? Uh, yeah, I've gone with eight Yonkers. He was ticking over really nicely in Sydney. Came down to Melbourne for that race on Blue Sapphire Day. Ran the 2,400 out strongly. I don't think he'll have a problem with the extra distance. And I think he's just got a little bit more upside than many of his rivals. Seven sin to win. He's just a perennial strong performer at this level, isn't he? He hasn't won for a while, but he's never far away. His two runs back have been quite good. He drops from 61 and a half to 58 coming out of that Yonkers race. I think he's a, a good each-way play again. 11 Eureka Street, I've thrown him for third, comes out of that same Yonkers race. So I'm really banking on that form line. Uh, prior to that, he was a good third at Mornington. Uh, he can press forward and race on the pace, which could help. And 13 Monmouth, definitely a chance. A bit in the Cornella, 18 of 42. Super genuine, good stayer. And, uh, yeah, the stronger the staying test it is, the more competitive he'll be. Eight on top for me from 7, 11 and 13. Likewise, and with the eight Yonkers, um, I thought he'd been racing well. That sort of, with wet reward in Sydney, then come to, then came to Melbourne up to the uh, 2,400 metres, and it's a pretty good field there. Um, and he won that quite well. Well ridden by Hugh Bowman, who sticks on here. <clears throat> the rising trip shouldn't hurt. So I think the eights can win again. Um, I got Monmouth in for second. Look, I thought he was more of a wet tracker. Um, I sort of didn't give him much of a hope at Mooney Valley. Two starts back um, on a good three. Uh, over the 3,000 metres, and he and he won pretty easily in the end. Um, and he's sort of, except for this race, a pretty, very good effort in the Maui Cup, but back in distance. Um, and I think definitely over the odds in this, the 13. So eight to beat 13. The two Knights order um, held on at Randwick, beating Rondonella, one I got a bit of time for. Um, just a second second start in Australia. Um, lightly racing as upside, and in for fourth, I have the seven Sin to win, 8, 13, 2, and 7. Yeah, there might be a little bit of tipping with the heart, not the head going on in uh, your winning post cup special because uh, Tony Kneebone, I and Tony Rickards have all got Monmouth <laughs> on the top and made it our value bet, uh, which it certainly is, $19, but uh, it's ended up the second most popular selection in your winning post form guide. Anyway, I've got Sin to win for second. I do have Duke on and Knight's order for uh, third and fourth. Uh, the weight, obviously, the query with those two, 13, 7, 1, and 2. Race 5 at Flemington on Melbourne Cup Day is the TAB Trophy, 1,800 metres. Uh, set weights and penalties for three-year-olds at listed level. Uh, Tro Dare was an early scratching and horrifying who ran on Saturday will not be running. Joel? Well, ain't no deal done. He's hard to tip against, isn't he? They made the early call not to press on to the derby. They went to Adelaide for the Hill Smith and sort of earmarked that this race would be his grand final of this prep and his form's just terrific. The sale win was excellent in fast time. The Morfittville win, not as impressive, but still won well. And as it turned out, he beat a subsequent Group 2 winner in Victoria Key. So... Hard not to like, ain't no deal done. I've got a lot of time for 11, made by Khan. Uh, the 1,200 metres was just a, a shade sharp for him on debut. He went straight to 1,600. He was off the bit of fair way out, but stayed on really well. I think he's a promising stayer in the making. Eight, Grinzinger Lord. Well, he's been beaten at odds on both starts, so clearly there's a wrap on him. Uh, his dam was a ripper provocative. She was a good Kiwi filly, won the, New Z uh, won the Queensland Oaks, sorry for Tony Pike. So this bloke's going to be a pretty handy stayer, and 
He's probably a bit stiff not to win last time. And in for fourth, number 12, Miss Maddock, who comes through the Group 2 Classic there at the Valley. Uh, probably a forgive run, just got too far back against the pattern. Prior to that was a good run-on effort at Kitan. Two on top from 11, 8 and 12. Yeah, how'd you go past the two? Um, that <clears throat> The last start listed winner, of course, and as Joel mentioned, the Victoria Key coming out and uh, winning again on Saturday. Um, the sale win was excellent and the runner-up perennial won it. It's next start. So the form round is very good. Um, he stays at 800 metres and he's got plenty of upside, this Colt. So um, he's on top for me. The two in for second, I have Acrophobic, who just didn't fire in the Bondi Stakes last start. That was on a heavy eight, back onto a good track, which he which he prefers. Uh, the 11 made by Khan, like um, Silla Maiden. I oh, like Joel. I think he's a, a very promising gelding. Um, Second to New Choice, who, of course, has come out and won since. And in for fourth, I have the eight, Grinzinger Lord. Uh, another maiden, uh, like uh, like made by Kind. Two starts for two seconds. And um, I think re- really ready for the rice weight in 100 metres, as breeding would suggest. Uh, two, three, 11 and eight. Uh, ain't no deal done for me. In fact, made that my best on the program. To beat La Massa, confrontational and charmed individual, 2, 13, 1 and 6. Race 6 on Melbourne Cup Day at Flemington is the Grinders Coffee Roasters Trophy. It is a benchmark 90 handicap over 1,400 metres with uh, 16 to face the starter, Joel. Tough race. So I've gone with the SA visitor, Aqueduct, who was scratched from Morfittville on Saturday. For this, one first three starts in Australia at 1,400. Went to the mile in the Murray Ridge Cup and was very game there. Just no match late for winning partner, but did hold on to second quite well. Just going to need a little bit of luck from that gate. But I think he's a good each-way play. From nine, Mr. Exclusive. Uh, I've always had a bit of time for this horse. Just one run since November last year. So, And that one run was poor um, with a few issues. So he's a bit of an unknown, but he's definitely got the ability to run well. 11, Tabby Dance. Promising sort, won four from eight, uh, won a couple of times last prep, had a couple of hiccups in between, but on the on the whole, his form's pretty good. And eight, Evenly, a Heavenly Emperor, hasn't won fresh, but does race well at Flemington. I'd suspect this is a bit of a target for him. He comes to hand quite quickly. His fresh runs are all good. He might be one at a bit of a price. 13 from nine, 11 and eight. Conceded it's a very open race, but I thought Bravo Tango, the three, was um, well over the odds at about 30 to one. He won this race last year. Granted, he wasn't probably going, his form wasn't as good, um, isn't as good this time around as it was last year when he did win this race. Um, but I thought the first up run in the Testarossa wasn't too bad. He disappointing last start when last, another listed race at 1,200 metres. Um, but he's since gone to the jump outs and jumped out really well. Uh, up to 1,400 metres, he's ready for now, third up. And I just thought he was um, well over the odds, so, which is why he's on top for me, the three, <clears throat> worth a, an each-way ticket for sure. The two and next groundswell, um, starting to put it all together now, really. Uh, only the one win from 10 starts early on after promising a lot, but he's been able to uh, string together two on the trot. Um, did it pretty easily at Mooney Valley last start, although the pattern did help leaders that night. Uh, in for third, I have coming around. Um, did enough to win in the small field. It's all he had to, really. Um, his form prior was pretty good. And in for fourth, I have the 16 Ocular. I've got a bit of time for. 
three, two, one, sixteen. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Taddy Dance. Probably soccer track could have been ideal, but uh, sticking with Taddy Dance to beat coming around <clears throat> former West Australian uh, Aqueduct for third and ground swell for fourth, 11, 1, 13 and 2. And that brings us to the big one, the Lexus Melbourne Cup. 3,200 metre handicap, of course, it is worth 8 million bucks. And we may have a couple of special guests to take us through the big race. We'll find out whether the software can handle more than uh, three people on the call (laughs) any minute now. Um, However, in the meantime, we might take you right through the entire field of the Melbourne Cup. And we we start with number one, trained by Aidan O'Brien, ridden by Hugh Bowman, 58.5 kilos, Barrier three, I speak of Anthony Van Dyke, Joel. Uh, definitely winning hope. He's in my what, top eight, I think, if we can have a top eight. Uh, Caulfield Cup run excellent from the wide gate. Gets the better barrier this time. And he's going to settle a lot closer, which is going to give him every chance. Number two in this Melbourne Cup on Abilius. Trained by James Cummings. Cummings for Godolphin. The rider is John Allen from Barrier 10. And who is that? Who's the special guest who has joined the That'd podcast? Be me, I assume, Richo. Oh, Richo, do you want to split, do you want to talk about Avilius's chances? Uh, bit unlucky in the Caulfield Cup, but had plenty of chances, unless it's pouring rain, won't win. <laughs> Okie dokie, that's good. I like it. Uh, brevity is the soul of wit. And number three, last year's winner of the Lexus Melbourne Cup is Bow and Declare, Danny O'Brien, Jamie Mock to ride on this occasion from Barrier 4. Daniel? Look, you've got to be somewhat wary, obviously, the winner of this race last year. Uh, don't think he's going as good this time around. Um, he, won't, he won't be in my trifectas and first fours, um, but such as the, the depth of the race, um, you, can't, you, can't, you can't really count him out completely. Um, I just don't think he's going as well as he was last year when he won the race. Um, won't be in for me, but certainly wouldn't shock. Number four in the Lexus Melbourne Cup on Tuesday is Master of Reality for Joseph O'Brien, who, unlike his father, is a Melbourne Cup winning trainer. Ben Mellum, the jockey from Barrier 11. The horse I speak of is Master of Reality, who, of course, was second across the line last year. Races in the Team Williams colours. Joel? Well, he went close last year, didn't he? Frankie Dottori almost had that elusive Melbourne Cup win. He got tired and rolled about late and ended up getting relegated back to fourth. I would say his lead-up form this year is every bit as good. He didn't beat much last start at a, in a lower race, but his previous couple of runs were good. And, yeah, he's some sort of a chance. Number five in Alexis Melbourne Cup. Saturday, my top selection, the Dragon A, formerly with Aidan O'Brien, now with Peter Ma and David Eustace. Couldn't have been much more impressive on Australian group. Glenn Boss... Uh, look, it was just the, it was the run of a coming Melbourne Cup winner, but that was a soft seven, and he's, he has not won on uh, a good track three starts for one second. So, look, that is my concern. But too good a win. Uh, I've got him on top of the play from last year, so I, I did 
some serious consideration to switching them around. But I am sticking with the Dragon A because, uh, you know, the query with him in the Cox Plate was that it was going to be too short. It was certainly going to eat uh, Is it going to be too hard? Number eight. The Melbourne Cup on Tuesday is Twilight Clement. Uh, sorry, Barkley, which horse was that? Just broke up a bit. <laughs> oh, well, Twilight Payment. Uh, yeah, Twilight Payment. Uh, ticking along okay, Carl will tell me, Carl Diorio, my last conversation with him. Uh, he reckons it might have had its best chance last year. Uh, probably top 10, but we'll leave it out as a top three or four. <laughs> All right, number seven in the Lexus Melbourne Cup on Saturday is very elegant. Chris Waller, Mark Zara. Uh, it's, uh, well, it, it, um, she, of course, is coming up off the Caulfield Cup. Win needs to be the first since another material to complete the big double. It used to happen all the time, doesn't happen too much these days. Barrier 15, Chris Waller, Mark Zara, and joining us for the first time. Is the great Tony Rickard, and I believe you've got very. Oh no, you're having a very elegant on top, Tony. I was a bit confused by your preview, but you certainly give very elegant. Well, uh, you know how these things go when you start doing the process for the Melbourne Cup on Friday, and you get to Saturday. There were 44 acceptors before the uh, final field were announced on Saturday night, uh, and then you know Sunday's really the day where you really knuckle down on this and. Um, I'm very much returning to very elegant. I'm, I'm very keen on her. I like the way that she held uh, Anthony Van Dyke, Dick, whatever you call him, uh, in the uh, in the Caulfield Cup. You know, she was pulling away from him. Uh, I think Anthony Van Dyke is probably uh, at one of the dangers. Uh, I think he's a query at the trip, have, having said that. The one that I sort of made my top seed of the internationals was the horse that uh, really put him away in the Cox Plate. Uh, well, hang on. Let me just uh, let me stop you there, Tony, because we are actually going right through the whole field. We will get your tip as soon as we get oh, no, to uh, past number 24. We'll move along to number eight, and that is Bushman here. Chris Lee's the trainer. Jockey, barrier two. Uh, Daniel, what do you think of Bushman here, Jess? Yeah, also, look, certainly will be appreciative up to the 3,200 metres. Of course, won the Ebor last year um, and ran pretty well in a Sydney Cup, I thought, um, over this trip. That Sydney Cup much much weaker to what he sees here. Um, I've got a few ahead of him, but he'll certainly be one that will relish the, relish the trip. Um, drawn well, the good jockey on board. Uh, not totally hopeless, but... Another one of the... Is number nine, Stratum Albion, previously known as Stratum. Willie Mullins, trainer, Jordan Child, the ride hey, Barrier Nine. What did you do about Stratum Albion, Richo? Hey, Bark. Richo, are you with us? Sorry. Stratum Albion. No, no chance, Barks. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, look, Willie right. Mullins has produced Max Dynamite a couple of times to run places in these races and. He's got sort of similar profile, but I don't think he's even got the class of Max Dynamite reading through the lines, reading through some international experts' opinions of the horse. And, yeah, I don't think he'll be playing a part. All right. Another of the internationals is Dashing Willoughby from the Balding Camp. 
uh, Michael Walker to ride from Barrier 19. Any chance? Well, short answer, no. Uh, based on what he did in the Caulfield Cup, um, you, you wouldn't think you can approve enough to um, to be to be winning this. I wouldn't have thought. Number eleven in the Melbourne Cup on Saturday, is, uh, Tuesday, I should say, is Finch for Chris Waller and James McDonald from Barrier Six, coming off a fifth in the Caulfield Cup, ran seventh in this race last year. Tony, you give uh, look, chance. you know, he's a bit of a gunner, Finch. Um, you know, he seems to find it hard to win. I know that he's sort of quite well placed in this race and always runs well in the race. And James McDonald certainly no problem. Um, I, I, I really can only give him a placer. Number 12 in the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday is Prince of Aaron, Charlie Fellows, and Jamie Carr, the very important Jamie Carr, will fight on the inside barrier. He's already placed twice in the race with the new Red Kiddo. Joel, uh, any chance of uh, going? Definitely. He's got to be a live chance. We've seen him in the Melbourne Cup twice run two outstanding races. Coming off, uh, you know, going into the race third up this year, a bit fresh. He's only had the one Aussie run, and it was a cracker. Um, that Caulfield Cup run had one of the best last 200 splits of the day. So, look, he's going great guns. He's got barrier one. He's got an informed jockey. Definite top four hope. Number 13 in the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday is surprise baby Paul Pruska, Craig Williams. Uh, 54 and a half. Mike was my in last year's Melbourne Cup and was the unlucky runner. Uh, a couple of us, I believe, have this horse on top. Uh, one of one of whom is Daniel. So, Daniel, talk us through Surprise Baby. Yeah, he was, uh, I thought he was standing in last year's Melbourne Cup. I thought he was the run of the race. <clears throat> there, he attacks this race third up like he did last preparation, albeit last, um, last spring he was... He won the Bart Cummings over 2,500 metres before contesting the Melbourne Cup. He's, his last start was the Turnbull over 2,000 metres where uh, should have finished closer there. His two runs this time would have been very good. He, I've, I've, he's the horse I've sort of been, I've zoned in on for some time now and he's done nothing to um, to make me sway another way. So uh, with only a kilo extra than what he did last year, um, he's a bit of a freak, I think, this horse. and. He'll be set for this, no doubt, with um, with a good jockey booking. So, yeah, my top pick of the race, surprise, baby. Um, it's certainly one of the main chances. Number 14 is the third of the Team Williams runners, but this run is locally trained by Danny O'Brien. Damien Lane to ride, barrier 18, king of Leagrance. Joel, any chance? Yeah, well, he would need to have taken improvement out of that because he got the lovely inside run and wasn't able to get past Steel Prince. Ashrun was, of course, closing off well behind him, and he's given a bit of strength to that form. So, look, I mean, he's some sort of a chance. He does drop in weight off that Geelong Cup run, but I don't know if he can beat Steel Prince or Ashrun out of that race. He's going to need to improve a few lengths to do that. So if he can't do that, he's going to have others to contend with. So, no, I'm putting a pen through him. Number 15 in the Melbourne Cup Tuesday is Russian Camelot for Danny O'Brien and... Damien Oliver, uh, barrier 16, 53 and a half kilos. Speaking of uh, freakish gallopers, this one has looked like one at various times. There's uh, another of the big local chances, albeit this one uh, bred in Ireland. 
Richard, you're back with us. What do you think of the chances? Uh, I think of he's a very Camelot? good chance, actually. I think he's ticking along nicely. I think the white arrow. Really... John? A Russian Camelot. Well, I can take over from, from Richo there. Yeah. yeah, look, he's got to be a chance. He's a Northern Hemisphere three year old, let's not forget, um, which everyone seems to be latching onto in Tiger Moth. Uh, obviously, this guy's an Aussie based horse. His form's pretty hard to fault. Uh, some others had a little bit of a softer run in the Cox Plate, and he did a bit of work and stuck on really bravely for third. So, look, he, he's not in my numbers, but he's definitely got a chance if it's just not coming a bit too soon for him. Number 16 in the Melbourne Cup is Steel Prince for Anthony and Sam Friedman, Willie Pike. Barrier 21, coming off a good, tough win in the Geelong Cup, Tony. Yeah, it was uh, good to see the horse break through and win the Geelong Cup. Uh, and, you know, it's uh, taken the spring by the scrap of the neck. I, I think Barrier 21. Look, the thing about Steel Prince is he just never gives up. I can see him maybe running place, but I think that form's going to hold up in the Melbourne Cup, I'm afraid. Number 17 is the chosen one, the Kiwi for Murray Baker and Andrew Forsman. Daniel Stackhouse to ride from Barrier 5 and did surprise a few by running third in the Caulfield Cup at $61. Daniel, uh, any hope over the 3200 here? Has placed in a Sydney Cup as well. Yeah, he's got to be given some sort of hope. There's definitely others worse than him, I would have thought. Now, if you like that Caulfield Cup form, well, you've got to put him in your, your wider exotics and multiples. He was excellent there. Um, as you mentioned, the placing at 3,200 metres. So, I think around the trip, whether it'll be in a, in a race such as a, a deep race as the Melbourne Cup, um, will he be classy enough? I'm not sure, but um, he certainly, look, if he's thereabouts and Close enough to the placings, I don't think it'd be too big a shock. Um, but he's not probably won't be in my not in my top ten anyway. Number eighteen in the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday is Ash Run. Andreas Vola is the trainer. Of course, won this race with protectionist for the Australian Bloodstock Syndicate in twenty fourteen. Declan Bates is the rider, fifty three kilos, coming off a a pretty impressive win on Saturday, yeah. given that nothing went right early, got well. They were absolutely walking and uh, just kept coming to get there right on the line. Uh, barrier 24, probably no great Yeah, help. that's a knock for him, but uh, he really scaled up my numbers. So after Saturday's win, I thought his Geelong Cup run was very good. He was getting to the line well. And then that Hotham win on Saturday was very good against the tempo. He had 61 I know he was only just getting past Sound, who I wouldn't have given a hope here, but he's got that uh, proven sort of trainer in his corner. He won the same race last year that Americane was able to win. So, look, he's he's an upward-trending stallion with a light weight, and I think those Lexus or Hotham runners always have to be respected. Number 19 in the Lexus Melbourne Cup on Tuesday is warning. It's another one for Anthony and Sam Friedman. Uh, Liam carried the jockey, coming off a 12th in the Caulfield Cup. But, uh, Tony, uh, you think warning yeah, might do, be able to I improve? I do. Uh, Flemington's obviously his track. Um, I, I think, you know, you asked me about Steel Prince. I think this is the stronger chance, would you believe, of the two Friedman runners. Um, 
uh, look, they keep saying that he's, you know, he's he's fancied and he's fancied and his sort of form doesn't look like he's done anything. But I think that at Flemington, you know, from a good draw, I can see him in the finish. Number 20 in Tuesday's Lexus Melbourne Cup is Etta James. Uh, another one for Kieran Ma and David Eustace. This raise the flag. Mayor Billy Egan to ride with only 52 and a half, but barrier 22. Coming off a fourth in the Mooney Valley Cup, probably doesn't look quite the right form, but is the winner of that uh, Sydney Cup in which uh, the chosen run, chosen one ran second. Daniel, uh, any any roughies chance for Etta James? Yeah, look, you can um, for the optimist, you can sort of say, well, she'll get through the grant. I should get through. She'll get the thirty-two hundred meters, of course, winning the Sydney Cup. I just don't on ability. I just don't think she's up to some of these. And as you said, Barks, the form. <clears throat> Her form, this prepper, that form of the Mooney Valley Cup, um, pretty well beaten there. Just uh, not for me here. And the wide draw, obviously, no help. So, um, yeah, no looking elsewhere. Number 21 in the Lexus, Lexus Melbourne Cup on Tuesday is Tiger Moth, Aidan O'Brien, Karen McAvoy looking to equal the record, the record long held by Bobby Lewis and joined by Harry White with a fourth Melbourne Cup. Uh, this one fits the profile. The uh, Northern Hemisphere three-year-old uh, is a is a four-year-old to our time. Only has a fifty-two and a half. Has that uh, super form in uh, the British Isles, the second in the Irish Derby to uh, Santiago, and then winning a Group Three last start. Only the four starts, as we mentioned, uh, would be nearly the lightest race winner since Martini Henry won second start in eighteen eighty-three. <laughs> Um, Joel, talk us through Tiger Moss. Well, look, he, he's ticking a lot of boxes, isn't he, on recent trends of this race. We've had the the Northern Hemisphere three-year-olds nearly dominate. Probably should have been the last three years had Il Paradiso not gotten into a bit of bother. The difference is, is that those last three horses I speak of um, have all, all had more experience than him. And they all had, well, at least two of them had decent older horses, or as this bloke sort of doesn't. So I just think he, he's not perhaps in the vein of a cross-counter or a rekindling, or even an Il Paradiso, but you know, obviously the upside's infinite. So look, he, he's definitely a chance, but I, I, I don't think he's on the level yet of those previous horses we've seen. Number 22 <laughs> Barrier in Ocean X, uh, no, probably not. Oh, look, the, she was a much improved run um, in the Mooney Valley Cup last start and third behind Miami Bounds. Um, I just think there's a couple, a few, most of these are just superior stayers to her. Uh, she's a talented man, no doubt about it, but um, at a Melbourne Cup, I think that, that 3,200 metres is a few higher in the pecking order than her. I have to leave out. Yeah, obviously, yeah. I had to worry about qualifying at this race. Number 23 is Miami Bound. Last year, hadn't done much since, but came good with a bench in the regards. Yeah, on a wet track, too. And, um, 
you know, uh, we've all been expecting her to improve and probably dropped off her in the Mooney Valley Cup. She won up the leg in the air and she's trained by Danny O'Brien, who, uh, of course, knows how to win this race. Um, I, I think, though, that that Mooney Valley form is, is Mooney Valley Cup is probably not exactly the form she should be looking at for the winner in the Melbourne Cup. And finally, number 24, Persan, Barrier 20, third run from David coming off a win in the Bart County, which has provided in recent times. Joel. Oh, look, he's not he's not a chance for mine, but, geez, what a terrific job. He's since April, since joining the stable, 10 starts, 6 wins and 4 placings. So... You know, he's just met every challenge they've thrown at him, but I just think this is going to be a far stronger challenge, and I think I probably would have liked to have seen him draw, you know, nice and soft, would have given him some hope, but he's going to struggle from out there, I think. All righty, well, that wraps up the field for the Lexus Melbourne Cup on Tuesday. Okay, I'm tipping uh, very elegant. I can't drop off her. She was great in the Turnbull. She was great again in the Portville Cup. She tries her hard out. And if you look at those two runs, I mean, particularly in the Turnbull, she was wide there and still won. Uh, even though she won narrowly, she just pulled away from them again. I'm happy to be with Chris Waller uh, to win his first Melbourne Cup with very elegant. Uh, then I think after that it becomes pretty open. I've made my second pick in the race, uh, number um, number 21, which is Ocean, uh, Tiger Tiger Moth. And then I'm going with number one, Anthony Van Dick, then Sir Dragonette, and others I'd be liking, wanting to put into my uh, tri-pick. I'm going to put Ocean X into the place. I'm going to put Warning into the place. And, of course, Prince of Aaron into the place. I think the trouble for Prince of Aaron is, is that inside gate. But you know, he runs the trip and he's beautifully, you know, he's beautifully weighted again. All righty, Richo, your top four for the Melbourne Cup, aren't you? All right, I'll go with uh, Tiger Moss on top. Excellent form in Ireland. Lightweight, Karen McAvoy. On, in the saddle, we will go with uh, Russian Camelot for second. He's sticking along well, uh, as I tried to say before the line broke out. I think the White Alley will help him. He might be able to get a bit of cover. Uh, we will go for Anthony Van Dyke for third and uh, very elegant for fourth. So there's a top four. All right. Uh, Daniel, four for the Melbourne. Yeah, surprise baby for me. Uh, standing in this race. Last year, he's obviously a year older now. Um, he's the one I've sort of been with for, for, for some time now. He's done nothing with preparation to, uh, to go elsewhere. So 13, 11 Finch. Look, uh, I guess you've got to sort of have to agree with Tony. He's a bit of a gunner. Um, although, in saying that, he hasn't really had that much luck with preparation. He's somewhere been caught wide. This past couple, um, he's drawn really nice. He's drawn, he's drawn well here at Barrier Six, um, and I thought, he ran, I thought he ran really well in this race last year. So those would be my two main bets: the thirteen and the eleven. Uh, Ash Run comes in the calculations after the Derby Day win. That was, I thought, it was a outstanding win. Slow tempo at sixty-one kilos on its back, um, and Tiger Moth, hard to ignore with um, some profiles similar to um, Rekindling and. Um, Cross counter in years past, so 
My, my four would be 13, 11, 18, 21. And yeah, I'm just surprised baby as well. He was probably the run of the race last year off that slow tempo, savage the line. It was an excellent run. He's obviously coming here off limited exposure this prep, but both his runs, there's been nothing wrong with them. I thought his fear run was excellent. He was held up for too long in the turn ball. Once he got clear, he hit the line well. He's drawn better than last year. He'll be settling closer. I think he's the one to beat. 18 Ash runs, definitely a saver for mine. I was quite taken by his win on Saturday. I liked his Geelong Cup run. I think dropping in weight, I would have loved a better draw, but them's the breaks. I think he's a chance. 12 Prince of Aaron, hard to knock him. He's been here, done it before. And that Caulfield Cup run was excellent and have to include Tiger Moth. As I stated earlier, I'm not sure he's 100% got the credentials of the previous Northern Hemisphere three-year-olds that have won or run so well, but he's not far off them and he's definitely a hope. 13, 18, 12 and 21. And I am with Sir Dragon A to beat Surprise Baby, Anthony Van Dyke and Tiger Moth, 5, 13, 1 and 21. Thanks very much for joining us, Richo and Tony Rickards. And we'll look forward to having you on a future podcast. Thanks again. On to race eight at Tuesday. It is the first place. 1,800 metres, uh, listed handicap, and looks like Elvis, who ran in Sydney on Saturday, is an early scratching job. sector for me, betting up on this bloke. I really wanted him to try and sneak into the Cantala. He was just too far down the order of entry, unfortunately. They pulled him out of the uh, race on Saturday in Sydney on the wet track. This looks a nice option for him. They gelded him before this prep. He was an excellent second to prime candidate fresh. And then a very dominant winner with good late sectionals. At Randwick last time out, Craig Williams aboard. 360. He's well found. I was hoping to find a bit better. And I guess if Holmesman comes out and is safe <clears> in the group one next week, well, that price will get trimmed up even more. But he's the one to beat. Uh, six Juniper Pels having a great prep. Uh, you know, stepped up to group one level in the two rate last time out. Didn't have much go right. He can bounce back. Eight Harbour Views. They've really tested him. They've... You know, given him his chance to shine at the top end. He hasn't quite done it at Wait for Age, but this is a drop in class. Blinkers on. He's a hope as well. And respecting the import, number seven, Mr. Satchmo. 15, 6, 8, and 7. I'm with six, Junipel, who I gave a good chance to in the, the Turak. Um, he's not beaten there, but I didn't think he had much luck. He sort of raced in restricted room. I thought the run was okay. He's been flying form prior, winning two on the trot. Um... Drawn well here, and uh, yes, I think he's will be hard to beat the six Junipel. I think the 14 gamekeeper is a good chance as well. Um, forgive the last start effort, pulled up lame, um, after the Bart Cummings at 2500 meters. Um, the form prior, although without winning, I thought was was really sound. Um, and he's again, he's he's drawn sort of doing no work, so that'd be my only two bets in the race six and 14. I think Purple Sector's a definite hope as well. We're too short for mine in this field, though. Uh, and Holmesman, uh, very good win first up um, in, the, in the Crystal Mile and can go on with it here. Um, although the big weight, some query, but um, I guess he deserves it based on what he's done so far. But 6, 14, 1, 15, my numbers. <clears throat> I am with Harbour Views from Holmesman, Odeon and Purple Sector, 8, 1, 13, 15. 
race nine at Flemington on Tuesday. Hong Kong Jockey Club stakes a set weights and penalties. Group three for the mayors over 1,400 jobs. This is her chance to strike some form this prep. Her you know, runs at Caulfield. She didn't have all favours in, in some of those. And then she went to the Manicado, pulled up with a slow recovery, beaten six lengths there. Back to group three mayors race. Two runs at 1,400 missed a place both times, but one of them was a fourth in the surround to Probabile and Funstar. That's the right form for this. Even if she's not absolutely at her 100% best, I think she can get away with it. Uh, four Fabric, I think, is a good danger. Just that outside gate's no help, but good effort on speed last time out against the in-form and flying sovereign award. 15 Cordelia, no luck first two. This prep went to Cranbourne, got an easy kill, was ridden like the best horse, kept out of trouble out wide and, and won well. She's certainly a mare on the up. And nine La Tigressa started favouring this race last year, ran second. She's going every bit as well. Had the third fastest last 400 of the day at Caulfield last time out. So she's certainly in the mix at a bit of a price. Three on top for me from four, fifteen, and 9. Yeah, typical mare's race. I found this... Uh pretty tough. I thought the one Chino was a bit of a favourite of mine, admittedly. Um, I thought she was well over the odds in this. <clears throat> um, she didn't have, she had no luck first up. Second up, probably entitled to a little more, um, but still was sort of racing in restricted rooms. She can get clear air and um, have, a, have, a, have a last crack at them. She can certainly feature in the finish at a double figure odds. Lie has to be included. She, if she needs a win. She's um, simple as that. It's been some time for her, but she's She's certainly going well and in, in better company than what she sees in this. Obviously, well-weighted um, under the conditions of the race. 11, Goldie Fox. Uh, pretty good behind Groundswell. Two starts back. Um, Groundswell's obviously going really well this time in and then was good at Geelong again last start. Um, another one that doesn't win out of turn, um, but... Uh, the speed on the race, and she can she get last crack at it. I think she's over the odds as well. <clears throat> and in for four, uh, fourth over 15, Cordilla. 1, 3, 11, 15. <clears throat> Music Bay for me. Philip Stokes and Willie Pike impressed running on uh, in the Black Pearl at Geelong. Um, Drawn White here, doesn't matter, we'll get back, run on. Liar for second, Cordilla and Wild Vixen round out my first four, five, three, fifteen, and two. And finally, to end a marathon, Melbourne Cup Day, let's hope we're all in front. At this stage, it is the MSS Security Sprint, 1,200 metres down the straight six, a handicap at listed level. As we speak to you on Monday morning, Lord Von Costa and Neighbourhood, who ran on Saturday. Six exhilarates. Be running. Good play, play in the last. I tipped her on Saturday. They saved her for this. She's got a good second up record. Second up last prep. Tried hard against Dawn Passage. That horse ran fourth in the Golden Eagle on Saturday. It's good form. She's got a good record at the 1,200. And I think she's a, a very strong each-way bet from 15, Yao Dash. He's a bit of an unknown, this bloke. He's slightly tried, ran fourth in the Golden Rose last year, only beaten a length and a half to Bivouac. Two uh, the two times we saw him this year were both on wet tracks and he disappointed, uh, but he is trialling quite well. Uh, two, William Thomas, racing really well. He'll get back and run on strongly. And five, Vane Stream, I think getting to 1,200 is a big plus, as is the firm ground. He shouldn't be 60 to 1 off his Oakley play run earlier in the year. Six for me from 15, 2 and 5. 
Yeah, with the classy mare, Exhilarates as well. Um, pretty good with that luck. First up, Fiesta, the winner of that race, has come out and franked the form. Um, she's a very good second up record, Exhilarates. And, and yeah, just sort of the right form around her, I think. Um, I think it's a really nice race for her. She's on top. The two in next, William Thomas. Um, she gets a long way back in his races, as we know, and he's been giving himself too much to do, but he's been very good to the line in all three starts. I think... Um, a track like Flemington will certainly see it. will get every chance. 15, yeah, dash, uh, one on the up. And the 17, and 17 the Astrologist, the f- first up winning a good, in a pretty strong benchmark, 64, was uh, was outstanding, I thought, with a big weight. Plummets of 56 kilos here and um, good second up stats. 6, 2, 15, 17. Uh, I'm with Chicago Cub, the straight six specialist, four starts for three wins down the Flemington 1,200 metres, coming off a decent run at the Caulfield Carnival. Yao Dash for second, Intuition and Exhilarates 10, 15, 4 and 6. That wraps up a massive day at Flemington. My best race 5, number 2, ain't no deal done. Value bet race 4, number 13, Monmouth. Daniel's best race 3, number 4, Harlem Blues. Value bet race 6, number 3, Bravo Tango. Joel's best is race eight, number 15, Purple Sector, and his value bet coming up in the cup, race seven, number 13. Surprise, a baby. We'll take you quickly through the other city cards on Tuesday. Randwick is the venue for Sydney Racing. Uh, just an eight-race card, unusually there. Uh, Joel, you have got the uh, aptly named and all the once-a-year punters will be on it. Uh, for your best race, yeah, seven, number six, pandemic. This bloke, I see Villamise just accepted for Flemington on Oaks Day. So if she comes out, that's really going to uh, snip up the price for pandemic. But he chased her home very strongly first up at Warwick Farm. The bigger track suits. Uh, yeah, he's very hard to beat. And uh, your value bet comes up in the first. Yeah, she won really uh, well seven, at Goulburn on debut back in May off some good trials. She had the blinkers on there, came from the back, and, and it was quite a smart win. She's been beaten both runs back at Goulburn and Hawkesbury, but they've both had merit. I think they've just been teaching her to settle because the blinkers have been off. They go on here out to 1,800 third up. I think she's a good each-way play at the at the double figures. And I think, there, yeah, there was supposed to be nine races. There was a 3,200-metre race, which didn't attract very many nominations, so it got deleted. Daniel, your specials are uh, my best uh, race two, um, just back in grade after contesting a listed race last start, and she was excellent fourth there. Um, of course, that, that's joviality, joviality, and um, <clears throat> uh, forbidden love form. So this is probably the weakest maiden she's faced in her career. She's also always shown a bit, just hasn't been able to break through. And I think today, uh, tomorrow will be the day for her. She's my best race two, number two. More values up against Joel's um, best. In race seven, rare episode. Like I can see, pandemic is um will be extremely hard to beat. But I thought at twenty to one or thereabouts, rare episode was a was a good bet. It'll be look whether you can turn the tables on pandemic. Um, pandemic did beat him first uh, first up in the flying handicap. Rare episode was second up there, um, and he has run w- well behind pandemic as well in other race earlier in the year. Um, wasn't far. Was finished half a length off that horse. I just think the Discrepancy in price is too much, and um, he's worth a couple of dollars each way. Race seven, number seven, rare episode. 
They're racing on the main track at Morfordville in Adelaide on Saturday. Daniel, you're starting us off reasonably early, 12.51 Eastern Time, race two, number Anale, 10. Ali, who from the Will Clarkin stable, um, had it, sort of did have a chance last start at Morfordville Parks. Um, so 200 metres out, you probably thought she was going to be the, she was going to be the winner, um, but took a pretty good run from trade win to beat her sort of on the line there. I think now third up, um, drawn. She, she drew wide that day. I think she'll settle much closer from from, a, from an inside draw. She's on Barry two here, um, and be right within striking distance on the turn. I think she's a pretty talented filly. Um, race two, number ten, Nali. In terms of a value, uh, the not the nine in race six, sharply attired, who's uh, first up here for the uh, John McMillan stable. Look, previous first up win was on, or previous first up start was on um, on Taboo. She's only had the one preparation, um, and yeah, she's only had one run, won the one race, but it was on Taboo at Strathalbyn, and she donkey licked him. It was a, some some sort of win. She's only seen soft tracks. She didn't have much go right in the next few starts, and then was put away. Um, I think from what she showed that debut win, she's certainly a, a, a mare with a bit of talent. And I thought first up in a in a race that doesn't have doesn't boast all that much depth, um, she was worth an each way play in race six, number nine, sharply attired. Doombin is the venue for Brisbane racing on Tuesday, and you start us off with race seven, number seven, your value bet, uh, Daniel, and that is Island Days. Uh, yeah, Island, oh, sorry. Uh, yes, Island Days, my value. Look, I've been with this um, previous, was previously trained in Victoria. She's had the two starts now in in Queensland, one at Doombin. I gave her a good chance at Doombin two starts back. Um, she was backed off the map. I think she was like six into 215. There and then the winner Golden Mean was just too good, um, and she was a little bit disappointing back and forth. wasn't beaten far. She led them up that day. She was ridden uh, with a sit. You know, she's she's last of the four in a four-horse field at the Gold Coast, and um, I thought she was pretty good there. Um, just missed the winner Lucky Fix, and those two beat the rest pretty easily. Um, she's ready to fire now. Third up for a third up start in in Queensland. Drawn well. Yeah, I just thought she was over the odds. Island days um, at about that ten or eleven dollar mark. For race seven, number seven, my value. The best comes up later in the day. It's race nine, uh, beach break. Tony at the uh, Toby and Trent Edmonds train gallop. Look, I've, I've always had a bit of an opinion of this mare. She was excellent first up at Doombin. Uh, two runs since when placing at, at Eagle Farm and the Gold Coast were were pretty good without much without much luck. Um, oh, I think she's a talented mare. Going well and has much more upside than a few of her rivals here. So beach break um, in the last at Brizzy race nine number eight. Alrighty, Ascot. There's a massive ten race card in the West on Tuesday. There is a listed race. It is race nine, the Tab Touch Burgess Queen Stakes, um, and BJ selection there. A couple of fairly ordinarily named uh, thoroughbreds. Number five, Snickerdoodle Dandy from number four, all four cheats, Mystical View and Magical Dream, five, four, eight, and two. Uh, BJ's best on the program, race seven, number two, Brave Dream, and his value bet race three, number 10. Uh, first starter, in fact, is uh, Testing Love. And speaking of Ascot, 
I mentioned earlier the uh, race race name of the week. Unfortunately, I don't have any theme music for that. I'll have to get on to the Suburban Rock Patrol for that. But your race name of the week is Ascot Race 1 on Tuesday, the <laughs> Run at Peter Kebab Handicap. Over one metres. All right, that wraps up a massive Melbourne Cup day of racing around Australia and brings us to our best $20 bets of the day, uh, or as we like to call them, lazy lobsters. Well, after a couple of weeks profit, a couple of uh, couple of weeks profit in a row, we blew the lot uh, on Saturday. Uh, Octane for me probably closest, but uh, wouldn't have been a huge collector anyway. So look, we need to regroup. We need to forget about that, and we need to uh, we need to shape up. And I am going to go a place on our old friend Monmouth. A very honest Monmouth in the Maccas run, race four, number 13 at Flemington on Tuesday. We do have a guest lobsterer. If you would like to be the guest lobsterer, email incoming at winningpost.com.au uh, by midday on Thursday. Have a look at your uh, fields on Wednesday. Get us a tip on Thursday. And if you are picked out of the barrel, you will be at this time. It is Keith Neve. And Keith Neves going in the Melbourne Cup, which is certainly the best race to bet in on uh, Melbourne Cup Day, arguably only race to bet in on Melbourne Cup Day. He's with Surprise Baby each uh, way. I'll go Joel, the race four in the Cup. Race eight, number 15, a win bet, Purple Sector. I'll go to Sydney. I think Newsreader will be hard to beat in the second race um, in Sydney. Yeah, race two, number two, Newsreader. Excellent. Uh, well, that wraps up our preview podcast for Melbourne Cup Day 2020. Leave us only to remind you to pick up your cup special if you haven't already. It is in shops as we speak to you. Uh, it's got all the form for the main meetings, uh, all the city meetings on Tuesday, plus Echuca, plus it's got fields for everywhere else. And if you've snapped it up in time, you've also got uh, form for Ballarat Monday and fields for the other races on Monday. And do not forget, it's got a, a fair bit of good reading in it as well, but also you can while away your Monday night attempting to solve my monster. Melbourne Cup crossword. We will be back on Thursday with, uh, with a new podcast up at about 4pm covering uh, Emirates Stakes Day this Saturday. But until then, have a great Melbourne Cup day, everybody. Back plenty of winners. 